0: Cutters.
1: Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 47 Punch the Monkey and Win a Prize. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Who said that? Oh, hi, Josh. How are you going?
2: Hello to everyone in the
1: extended box cutter family listening out there. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. And sandwiched in between me and Ross. Therefore, also to my left, Mr. James Talia. It's my favourite place to be, sandwiched between <laughs> you guys.
2: <laughs> now, I, uh, I just want to kick things off, James, with a quick, uh, a quick question for you. You're still working at Channel 9. I am. Yes. You are. Now, I'm a little disappointed with this because when the whole Quiz Monkey fiasco broke a few weeks ago, I texted you as a fellow Letterman fan and suggested that you perhaps should quit the network in protest. I thought long and hard about that.
3: Um, and I think it was a marvellous idea. And in fact, um, that's what I've done. I'm still working for the network now, but I finish up in a couple of weeks' time. Right. <laughs> you twisted my arm, and there it was. No. I, uh, you know, all things Nine Network are marvellous. and um,
2: not, not Quiz Monkey. <laughs> Quiz Monkey yeah. is a pile of shit. I
3: ha- I've not yet seen this show, I have to say, but I have uh, not a whole lot of trouble believing what you're saying, <laughs> knowing your TV tastes that you would find it to be that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Quiz Monkey is no better or no worse a pile of shit than the equivalent piles of shit on the other networks, it certainly couldn't be any worse than the one on
3: Ten that I've seen a couple of times. No, well,
2: it is Had because the grave misfortune. Of seeing uh, at, at least, like 10's the original, and copies are never as good as the original. But Ten, <laughs> did,
0: 10 did change their format uh, with the, yes, that's, that's true. With the new season, and uh,
1: they've added random co-hosts. Ah, mm. we'll uh, we'll talk more, I'm sure, about the nature of Quiz Monkeys. Later on in the show, possibly during uh, Strangely Compelling Content. Ah, yes. Also known as Apt. Uh, that's coming up right at the end of the show. In between, then, we've got a little talk on Top Gear again, Brent. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, a review of Extras, which is starting on the ABC. Uh, community service announcement. Some quotes. A talk about JTV. Some new shows. I'm going to be talking about The Kiss of Death for Australian TV shows. And. Uh, <laughs> As always, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. And now for the news. Wait for it. In breaking news just at hand. Victorian state political reporter for the Nine Network, James Talia, will become the Nine Network's London correspondent. And uh, in some related news, Boxcutters will soon have its own UK bureau. <laughs> <laughs> you sure will. <laughs> I believe I just got signed
3: up to that. <laughs> Bring it on. Congratulations.
2: It's very exciting. Yeah, well Thank you done. very much. Yeah.
3: It's... Um well, obviously I'm bloody wrapped and uh, it's very good that Nine is maintaining its European operation because uh, Seven and Ten don't have bureaus in London. And Really? Um, no, no. So they,
1: they get everything from uh, BBC or CNN or... Yeah,
3: they're affiliated with the Beeb and... Uh and that's where they get most of their content, as well as the wire services, AP and Reuters, put out pictures as well.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: But there's nothing quite like having someone on the ground on yep. a big breaking story.
1: Well, it, it seems like that is a, like a dying breed of of newscasting
3: in in Australia. It is really the the, the standouts are the ABC. They still have uh, around a dozen foreign bureaus, and um, it just gives them that little edge, I guess. Um, in terms of time, on a breaking story. Yep. Um, and that's the edge that, that we have as well, because if something big breaks in London and we're there, our competitors are 24 hours away, and they'll, mm. they'll be able to run stories. Obviously, they, can, they get pictures. Mm. But um, they can't have their own people on the ground.
2: But uh, soon there'll be uh, no reporters, and they will just be members of the public with camera phones.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That uh, You know, that'll, that'll never, that will never actually... ...become a proper news replacement. They've been doing that for a long time, ever since video cameras were were around, home video cameras. at least
2: video cameras have decent image. How bad are these camera phone images? I saw an image of, uh, supposedly, of Mel Gibson... Uh, during his wild night, and it was just a couple of pixels moving randomly. I mean, you, you couldn't even make out that it was him. And it used to be there used to be no piece of music so grand it couldn't be trivialized by a ringtone. Now I think there's no <laughs> no image so so grand it can't be trivialized by a camera phone. But
1: Ross, mm. you, you've seen Superman Returns? Uh, that's true. And, I uh, have. And the front page of the Daily Planet has a photo of Superman, an almost full page photo taken from. A camera phone.
3: Clearly a mythical, yet-to-be-invented camera phone. <laughs> I think it was
1: one of those rare 16-megapixel camera phones. Uh,
3: uh, but the point is that that uh, presumably uh, camera phone quality will only keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at some point, this will start to uh, have a, a, a very big effect.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: I'd like to think I can't be replaced by a guy with a phone, but... <laughs> You know, strange things. You are a guy with a phone. I'm a <laughs> guy with a phone. You could
2: replace yourself.
3: I am a guy with but, a phone, but also a, a guy with a phone with a guy with a camera. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true.
2: You know. And you can just stand there filming everything with your phone going, I'm getting everything. <laughs> Did you get that? Uh, I got it. <laughs> uh, but this has been a long-held ambition of yours. It to, has. To take over the London Bureau. And it looked for a while like Nine might not be doing the London Bureau thing. Well, uh, there, there has been
3: speculation for a little while that uh, perhaps they might have been looking at not having a London Bureau anymore. Well, it's I, got a cost I won't say much. any more about it than that. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're all on about cost-cutting down there at the moment.
3: We have had some cost-cutting going on, yes. <laughs> I've, um, I've, read, I've read about that. You may have yeah, seen yeah. something about that, you know, sort of deep into the business pages Your newspapers
1: Small, like three line items Yeah, yeah,
3: Yeah. Um, particularly the Sydney papers Which have been very measured in the way they've covered that Particularly (laughs) to do with our CEO Seems to be that he's not worthy just because he's from Melbourne Um, He's
1: not just from Melbourne He's from Broadie. And don't you forget it I I can't
2: (laughs) We should have also mentioned at the top of the show We make lots of references to this entity of Channel 9 Oh, Channel 9's doing this, Channel 9's doing that For tonight, you're Channel 9
3: Oh, I'm going to cop that stick yeah. out my hair. It's all my fault. And
1: thank you so much for putting out the fire on your hair before walking into the door. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you
0: actually had a chance to to personally play Eddie's Bingo? Um, no. Have you heard about it? No. This is Eddie's this is Bingo. A, apparently, what the Channel Nine staffers are doing, where uh, they they actually have a bingo card with football analogies, and uh, if they can if they can make a, a row of uh, these analogies coming out of Eddie's uh, little speeches, then they yell bingo.
3: (laughs) This clearly, because I haven't heard of this, this clearly would be um, the uh, good folk of TCN9. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There is... I I thought you were just going to blame the catering staff. Yeah, them too. It's that canteen shit. It's Joe Joe the cameraman. It's Joe the cameraman again. There is... um,
1: He can't bat and he can't throw.
3: The, the, the well, is, at least it wasn't at, the
1: terrorist again.
3: Yeah, well, that's true. At GTV Nine in Melbourne, you know, the home of Australian television, um, there is a uh, well. There's, there's, Everyone knows what TCN really stands for. T- <laughs> Tcn Nine being um, being Channel Nine in Sydney and head office and stuff. And uh, I'm not going to tell you right now what it is, but. Um, it <laughs> to say that there's not a whole lot of love lost between the Melbourne and Sydney brothers, <laughs> brethren of the Nine Network. Well, let's, uh, let's so Eddie's bingo, I'm quite sure, has been played at TCN and hasn't been heard of at GDB at all. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> let's move on to other networks. Uh, Channel Seven, uh, the uh, uh, head of Channel Seven, David Lecky, has spoken about his outrage at the Australian grov- government with, his criti- with uh, their criticism of his network for its failure to show the Bledisloe Cup rugby match live. In some Australian states Now I didn't read Hansard about this I, I, don't, I no, don't know I mean that, either. that it had come out But Variety tells us that it has And are uh, kidding No, no it, And is who,
3: a- who was it in the parliament that was critical? Uh, you know? does, does it does it, it doesn't.
1: It? it
0: doesn't actually say. Well, as as part of the the new uh, proposals for the digital uh, media stuff, Helen Coonan's been talking about um, the anti-siphoning laws and bringing in a use it or lose it mm. policy. So it's probably tied up with it, with that. Which I'm means not... that if, if the free to have the rights to it, but they don't show it, then they can go off to pay TV.
1: But, you, Josh, you said in some markets they hadn't shown it. In some states, whereas Foxtel had broadcast it live everywhere. But I'm not sure it's a new
3: phenomenon um, to have, for example, the rugby union or certainly the rugby league not
1: shown live in prime time in AFL states. Well, that's, that's true. And there is a, a, a huge problem with uh, particularly Victoria, with the Melbourne Storm now looking quite likely to take out the Rugby League Grand Final. And uh, and we've it's been a long time since we've had a, a live Rugby League mm. Grand Final in, in Victoria. And if I was the NRL, I would just be spitting teeth at, at the network going, what is going on here?
3: Yeah, I guess, I, I can't remember, is it nine or ten that has the nine. AFL finals nine. this year?
2: Nine. Oh no. no, sorry, ten. Ten has the AFL finals. Yeah, yeah. Nine
3: I think has the rugby. I, I think is the is the rugby league final maybe the weekend before.
1: It it's usually the, the AFL weekend grand final before the, the and NFL it's on a
3: Sunday,
2: it's on Sunday night I think. It's now a Sunday night. Yeah, I think it's, the, it's perhaps it's Sunday a, a problem
3: in the past has been that if because it is the weekend before, if nine is showing the AFL finals, which uh, perhaps might be played on a Saturday and Sunday. mm-hmm in the second-last week of the finals, then obviously they're going to show the footy instead of the other crap.
1: Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Tina Turner and Billy Idol, come on. <laughs> come on. Anyway, uh, Leckie said that it's, it's breathtaking that free and pay TV coverage of the recent Bledisloe Cup match is somehow being used to justify destroying sports television for all Australians. Taking the event off the anti-siphoning list would only mean that viewers who have previously watched the event on free-to-air television would now be forced to pay to watch it. yes. Sounds about right. That's commerce. So that was that was my (laughs) editorialising. Oh, cool. Okay.
2: (laughs) Hey, Hey, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm has been renewed for a sixth season. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just showing the fifth season now on Channel Nine on (laughs) Sunday nights at eleven thirty at night. And, uh, yeah, apparently Larry David was a bit hesitant to sign up for season number six. What well, was
0: interesting, though, I was so sure that it was going to be the last season that they called the last episode in season five, The End. Yeah. And then yeah. he had a bit of a break and had a bit of a rethink about it and apparently, started to do it. Well, they're going they're only
1: doing line. ten episodes in this sixth season, though. Are they? And That's, that's what that's, I've heard. That's what they usually do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, apparently,
2: but I'm not sure how it would work. Maybe they clone him or something because apparently he was on his deathbed at the end of the fifth series. So uh, maybe he made a remarkable recovery. That's Uh, something he could.
0: Brett. Somebody's contract's coming up for uh, Renewal. Carrie ann Kennedy would consider jumping ship to Seven because she feels neglected by her employer, Channel Nine, uh, for because of her treatment, including being refused her own business cards um, and uh, not being allowed to have cab charges to get into the station.
1: Uh, yeah, but up in Sydney. To be fair, to be fair, she gets the Macarena played whenever she enters the building. So, you know, it's give and take. You can't. You can't it's you can't. give and take. You can't be paying the rent with whenever the she Macarena. Walks, whenever she
3: walks into a room, actually, it's stipulated in her contract. You can't pay the. It says can't in her contract it's modelled on the arrangement that the president has with the um, Marine Band <laughs> and Hail to the Chief.
1: Brett, I, I'm not sure if you've worked this out yet, but you also can't pay the rent with business cards. So, you know, I don't know what she's complaining about. I
0: suspect they don't really play the Macarena every time she enters the building.
1: What? You go up to Sydney and and you find out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we uh, we spoke uh, we we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the crisis that is facing the American Writers Guild. Uh oh, re- reality TV over particularly America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WGA, that's the Writers Guild of America West, has scheduled a midday demonstration featuring ten former guild presidents. And uh, those stated to attend include a bunch of people I've never really heard of. uh, And they're planning to invite fans of the reality show to take part in the protest. (laughs) I still can't see why this show can't just go ahead. A, it's not a union show. Why doesn't somebody else just step in and go, I'll gladly write the nothing that needs to be written for America's (laughs) Next Top Model. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I just don't understand why it's, uh, <laughs> why it's been going on for this long. The, the big good, problem, though, you is You need a
2: pretty good rider to pad out that uh, the last two models left will be...
1: I think all they need is pause timers. Yeah, but That's they, all
2: they need. They need someone to write the pauses.
1: The biggest problem is that, uh, as we mentioned quite a few weeks ago, the CW is planning to launch. That's the country western. No, America. that's the CBS Warner amalgam of the WB network. Warner and No, no, just the WB network and UPN. Ah. <laughs> One day we're going to get sick of that joke, but not yet. <laughs> uh, the uh, and so they're planning to launch the CW with America's Next Top Model. Uh, oh. but they've got no riders, so I wonder how that's going to work out.
2: How do they get rid of them on America's Next Stop Model? You know, do they do they give a rose? You know, oh, no, with
1: a bachelor uh, the bachelor. Uh, they've
2: got tribal council for survivors.
3: The is there the a girls, phrase?
1: You know,
2: is there a? a and
3: it's time to go. No model. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, that. No, no, there's
1: there's no. You're there, ugly. There's
0: there's no. You're, <laughs> you're ugly not, and fat. You get <laughs> fucked. They could have somebody. They could they could be lined up at the end of the catwalk and have somebody walk up behind them and just shove them off. Yeah, yeah, that'd be I, good. See, I would I love to into, that. into uh, the seats oh, I and, that. No broken bone.
1: Each one who is who is there is. who who remains and is going on to the next week gets a photo from their photo shoot and there's only say 10 photos left but (laughs) 11 contestants left and someone's got to miss out it's a little bit it is a little bit like uh uh, musical chairs
2: all right right does anybody ever get mixed up thinking it's their photo they're, no. they're, not that, they're not that bright. Not no, no,
1: because because uh, Tyra Banks gives out the photos and says oh, their name okay. beforehand. <laughs> the story <Still>. of Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, it's a world of tears.
3: Yeah. It's a little bit like Channel 9 news myth as well. But on the morning you arrive and uh, you're at the lift, waiting to get in the lift to get up to the newsroom. If you're there and the photo's next to the lift, yours isn't there anymore, then you know not to go up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, well, you
2: remember that Daryl Summers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Studio 60, the new Aaron
1: Sorkin mm. comedy, which is uh... oh, comedy. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, go on. It's not. It's not. It's not really a comedy. It's a. It's a lighthearted drama. Dramedy. Let's, let's call it a dramedy. That's Let, what they let's call, call it. Call in... it a coma. Sure.
0: What's okay. it about, Ross?
1: Is it? Uh, uh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I call it a
3: coma. <laughs>
2: well, it's the same as dramedy. Just.
3: Just different. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd seen the pilot and you were trying to tell me something terrible.
2: No, no, no. I haven't seen the pilot yet, but uh, but one of my uh, one of my box cutting buddies might be kind enough to slide me over a copy at some point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a good it's, it's quite a good pilot. I, you know, I think uh, it's gonna
2: be all right. It's it's pretty much a Saturday Night Live style behind the scenes show. A uh, behind the scenes show of a Saturday Night Live style
0: comedy show isn't it yes so like larry sanders with a different show kind
1: of do they
0: walk around corridors having meetings with
1: yeah because it's, because be the it's same just like ones. west wing because <laughs> it's aaron yeah. so you know you, can, you can't have that without it it's sports night meets west wing that's exactly what you've got okay sorry but you're gonna say ross
2: well it popped up this week on youtube oh the the, the pilot pilot, pilot the pilot popped up this week on youtube all of it Uh, All of it. Uh, YouTube only has little bite-sized bits, so uh, instead of being the whole thing, it was six ten-minute bits.
1: Which is... And you know what? I wouldn't be a little bit surprised if uh, the WB... That's what I was going to say. Warner Brothers, actually leaked that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that too, because it it does really give them a good idea of how the show is looking and whether there's much interest in it well, well before it gets released. So... Um, so, yeah, but interesting that it did pop up on YouTube and it'll be interesting to see if more of this kind of stuff keeps happening. It's uh, guerrilla marketing of television shows
3: now. Yeah.
0: Well, well there, was, there was a pilot for... I was a, just going to say that. The, the show from the creators of Scrubs.
2: Oh, is that from the creators of Scrubs? There's one Nobody's called... watching? There's one called The Adventures of Big Handsome Guy and Little Friend, which was a, it's a comedy series passed over by Fox. Which mysteriously popped up on three uh, virtual video websites, and there was yeah nobody's watching, uh, which which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, which was rejected by the WB and has now uh, now looks like getting picked up. So I had a look at
0: it; it's it's all right. It's no scrubs.
2: Yeah, it is. It is an interesting way to you know to get these things uh, picked up. Uh, I was also going to say, when Studio sixty does come on in the states, it's going to be on between ten and eleven. Can you imagine a network putting anything on here between 10 and 11 and actually Last e- and actually expecting people to watch?
1: It's a regular time there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not a regular time here.
1: What time's the Late Show on? Uh, late Show with David Letterman starts at okay. about... 11? Uh, no. Starts at about 11.30. Mm. The Daily Show with Jon Stewart starts at 11. Mm. Uh, the, uh, what the shows, like, prime time there is 9 o'clock. Yeah things like c s i yeah air at nine o'clock but I'm,
2: I'm just imagining uh, i'm just imagining that we're here saying oh we'll put it on you know we've got this great new show we want it to work we 'll put it on at ten o'clock They just get laughed out of the room but oh. I guess the
3: difference here being that our schedule works um from the bottom of the hour rather than from the top of the hour mm-hmm. by which I mean obviously that you know our show start at seven
2: thirty and eight thirty and nine thirty mm-hmm. but then do you think that's a huge difference between say ten thirty to eleven thirty to yeah, I think perhaps children. to a lot of people it is. Yeah, yeah,
3: okay.
2: Maybe that extra half hour before you go to bed. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yahoo seven according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Sorry, can I just can yeah, I interrupt yeah. you? There, yep, you've sure.
3: you've seen the Studio sixty pilot. I have seen the Studio sixty pilot, and it's it's good or passable or. I I, not...
1: I think it's I think it's going to be a good show, but I just I love the way Aaron Sorkin writes. Well,
3: I I ask as, as a massive fan of The Wing, of yeah, course. Yeah, and I, I so
1: want it to be good. It's, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and the acting's all really good, and it starts off, and you see Judd Hirsch, and you just go, well, he's the mark of quality. There so. you, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So Judd you, Hirsch and Josh Lyman. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Uh, Yahoo! 7, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, has staked its claim for a leading role in the frenzied battle for broad, broadband delivery of movies and TV material. Uh, they have unveiled an allegiance, or an alliance... Whichever, with digital distributor Realtime, uh, Realtime has agreements with more than thirty Hollywood and independent film and TV studios, and Yahoo Seven uh, users are going to have exclusive access to Realtime's library of seventy thousand titles for pay-per-view downloads. So it's about time. Pay-per-view. So their own application to watch it. So what? uh oh, a, a proprietary application. Yeah. I don't know. They, uh, they, they haven't mentioned that. It'll, you know, they, they'll work something out. They'll do some kind of something. And,
0: of course, that's going to be on the back of assuming that there's a, a high take-up of um, the media centre edition PCs and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, which I think there will be, especially if, uh, if uh, you know, the Australian government gets their head around the fact that our broadband internet access is actually shit. That's not going to happen. Well, that's, that's, that's very much better in the news and this week. And that's taken yeah. a big step forward this week. With, <laughs> with Telstra
0: backing out of uh,
1: ADSL 2. Yeah, so, yeah, screw them. Not ADSL 2, Fibre to the Node. Okay. They've backed out of Fibre to the Node. Yep. That sounds like the a proper broadband. anyway. rap sort of song.
0: Fibre to the
3: that's Node. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just
0: thinking the same thing. <laughs> <Isn't that> funny? <laughs> hey, uh, just once all the talk uh, about boning has died down, oh. uh, word of a new secret plan to dump... The Today Show is, uh, is emanating. Uh, There's talk about getting rid of Jessica Rowe and Karl Stefanovic all together.
2: And coming and up with a completely fresh, new, original idea.
0: Mm-hmm. They've, we've they've, obviously uh, had the Brains Trusts there just kind of brainstorming for months. And they've decided to copy a show from US Cable
1: called... Uh, it's Always Fox Sunny in Philadelphia. Show. Oh. <laughs> oh, Fox and Friends? No, 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 no. So that's which, a terrible
0: shot. Has a format of uh, punchy, fast-paced news items with an emphasis on banter between the co-hosts. <laughs> <With laughs> oh, emphasis on fantastic.
1: right-wing, uh, ill-informed really? propaganda. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's that would I, be
3: the Fox part, not the Friends part. <laughs> yes, <right? laughs> yes.
2: Why didn't they say that in a press release? <laughs> I know that's that makes it sound like
3: you want to watch it.
2: <laughs> that's uh, it. It saddens me that we have an industry here in this country where a fresh idea is something that hasn't been stolen from a, an overseas network before. Yeah, there are
0: no new ideas. Mm. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, that reminds me of something else that I read over, uh, this Wait afternoon. Wait a sec.
2: Couldn't, couldn't people in Australia come up with, hey, we'll have three people and there'll be banter?
0: Uh, we did. <laughs> we did, and we called it box cutters. I, yeah, <laughs> But see, I, I don't actually see how it's that much different from today, which is two people... Having banter.
1: You know how it's different? Extra pet. Maybe we will never have to set eyes on Richard Wilkins ever again. No, he'll
0: be one of the people
2: for
1: sure. Maybe this I've is got just... got to do something with him. Maybe this is just a way to get Alan Jones out of his little uh, three-minute tirade every morning. <laughs> I... I... I uh, <laughs> I, I would like it noted at this
3: point that the, the, the representative of the Nine Network who's in the room is saying nothing.
0: Speaking of uh, right-wing <laughs> Except commentators. Except that I think Carl
3: and Jess are really doing a fine job.
0: So noted. Speaking yeah. of right-wing commentators, uh, we haven't we haven't actually mentioned David Tench on Boxcatters, have we?
2: No, no we have got We've got new, sh- new shows coming up. So, so What is going on with this?
0: What, what's this about? Well, I saw well, this promo on 10 and I couldn't get my head around Patience. That. Is this a cartoon? Patience. Like, well, patience.
1: It will come up later okay, on the show. But Gordon Elliot we still have Gordon Elliot with that. Yes. We still have more news to come. We
2: do. Hey, uh,
1: tv.com
2: is reporting that the next big thing in DVD sales is going to be mammoth box sets. Apparently coming out in time for Christmas will be Friends, the complete series collection with all 236 episodes, that's closely not followed by West Wing, the complete series on a massive 45 DVDs. Now
1: that's more <gasps> like it. This, this comes off the back of, uh, I think, Buffy and Angel yeah, were, yeah. Both, uh, were both released. I, I
0: picked up Buffy for Christmas. For yeah, Christmas. What's, and what's, what's the, the difference?
1: As a whole? Sorry? What's the difference? Uh, you're paying three hundred dollars instead of five hundred dollars.
3: They make them cheaper if you buy them all at once. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Mash is also going to release a thirty-six disc uh,
1: epic. See, but you don't want all of Mash. No, I don't want,
2: want any. Want, you any only of Mash. want
1: you know if you're a Mash fan, you only want Mash up to a point.
2: Yes. <laughs> If you're not a mash fan, you only want it up to a point, either. Well, that's true. Up to the point, the point it comes where mash on.
3: jumped the shark, even though the <laughs> the first inaugural shark jumping hadn't occurred. Yes, <laughs> saying, yes.
2: And uh, something that uh, the two panelists to my right will be very interested in. I'm not sure about the panelists to my left, but uh, Homicide: Life on the Street. Oh, yes, love ah. yeah. yeah. Okay, all well, three very, panels. Very good the stuff. The complete because we series.
0: Never, we 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 still haven't seen the last series on. we <laughs> here. That's
2: true. That's true. Yeah. Wait for it. It's going to be on all. 122 episodes on 35 DVDs, including the LA, uh, sorry, the Law and Order crossover episodes. <gasps> oh. Wait for it, and Homicide: The Movie. <gasps> Wait for it. What coming in a limited edition file cabinet packaging? <laughs> hey! oh. Like life that size file cabinet? Out
3: outstanding. I don't, I, don't, I don't want
0: to have confusion again, like with the pirate shirt and the sign <laughs> thing. <laughs> James, you have yeah. to come
1: back. For a marathon viewing of I that. I think
3: that's got to be done. Yes. In one sitting. Yes. Mm.
1: Ooh. <laughs> how many...
2: Sorry, how did you say 120-something 120 <laughs> episodes? 122 episodes plus crossover episodes plus the movie. Plus the movie. Ooh, that's going to be a lot of coffee. <laughs> a lot of
1: coffee. That's,
2: that's very good to hear, though.
1: Uh, Foxtel has posted its first full-year profit. Uh, the company reported a 2005-2006 operating profit of 169 million dollars compared to a loss of nine million dollars in the
3: previous year so is that why they now think that they have enough money to let fox sports poach all the good stuff for free to wear
1: well i think i think the the fact (laughs) is that there was always going to be a a, there was always going to come a time when it finally became profitable when enough people finally had foxtel that uh, they could actually make some money out of it and i think sure 11 years is a long time to wait but they've they've finally done, done it they've got a lot of ground to make up and i still don't know what their plans are for when uh the uh the subscription rate actually reaches capacity i don't know what's going to happen then yeah i guess so You just rely on population growth. Yeah, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll sponsor the census and uh, (laughs) and and some refugees. I have Peter Costello
3: becomes their favourite politician. (laughs) One for mum, one for dad, one for Foxtel.
2: (laughs) Hey, uh, just quickly in Channel Ten News, uh, Big Brother they were going to have a brainiest housemate. You know, in these Sandra (laughs) Sullies. Uh, An oxymoron. They were going to have that on uh, on Sunday, but none of them got past the first round. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and lastly in the news The long awaited guidance statement on media mergers From the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission Has been released and sends mixed messages On what is a notoriously difficult industry sector to regulate Says The Age Online uh, they, uh, they Pretty much they just uh, look at uh, Whether or not large uh, corporations That control media should merge And say, eh, I don't know <laughs> but they're looking at it from
0: a content perspective rather than a delivery mechanism perspective. Yes.
1: And still they say, eh, I don't know. And that is the box cutters news. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the 9 network and
3: I am special guest of the box cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God,
1: you're funny. Never miss a show and like, sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. And welcome to the Box Cutters studio, our guest for this evening, James Talia. How are you? I'm good. And now you just told me we
3: only have two minutes for the James interview component of the program because James <laughs> okay. talked all the way through the news. So that's <laughs> only totally fair. No, that's fine. Yeah. We
1: did eight minutes of... <laughs> yeah, eight minutes <laughs> yeah. earlier, two minutes now. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, and the people listening on their iPods or computers will be interested to know that, yes, we do actually try to keep to time on this yeah. show. <laughs> they will. The video. I can see the, the schedule the, in front of me.
2: The video podcast viewers will know that already. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, I They see it That's every week. Foxcutters.net slash vlog. There is no video podcast. Hey, uh,
2: James, it's been a uh, it's been a big week for news this week. And one thing but you I-
3: were going to go with hasn't it been a big week in football? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk to you about, which has been a bit of an ongoing farce, is the whole Joe Corp situation. Ah. Now, can you give us a behind the scenes look at? What happened? What, what, what is the situation, Russ? Well, I'm well he's dead still. Well, I'm hoping James will tell us. At, at, from, from an outsider's point of view, at one point, his brother, was it his brother, was trying to sell this video on to any interested news outlets. Now, this is... No news outlets at that point picked it up.
1: And that's several months
2: ago. This is several months ago. And during the week, this video actually got shown. We, y- yes, it did.
3: We fill was, in the blanks. We should say... Um, Boy, where to start with this one? <laughs> um, I, I, we should say that the video is Joe Corp's uh, farewell video, as it were, be, before. Have, he, have you seen so the whole sang, thing? Saying goodbye to the housemates.
2: Or
3: it's, <laughs> it's like a suicide note. It's yeah, it's a video suicide note. Um, it was also accompanied by a written diary. Um, have you have you seen the
2: whole Have you seen the whole thing?
3: I haven't. I haven't. Just because to be honest it's not something that I, I really would even even, uh, am just, into even sitting just down and watching the excerpts I saw on, I've seen on our weird. bulletin, I thought were pretty odd
2: what, who who's it for it's for his family
3: it's, it's, it's well the, the, the video and the, and the written diary apparently are for his his young son who I, I, off the top of my head is nine or ten years old right. which really just makes all of this all the more disturbing because it it's, it's been a terrible situation um, no
2: no young son, no matter how old or whether his parents are still alive or not wants to hear stories of his mother and father making love and how good she looked in the red G-string. And I, wouldn't ah, have, I wouldn't have thought no, so. No, I well, don't even want to hear that it about my Joe that's doing that. Well, it's exactly.
3: It's all a little bit tawdry, but that, you know, of course, makes it good news. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, what, what happened was the, the, the video was hawked around. Um, it's now uh, just on a year ago that Joe Corp took his own life, mm-hmm. and the video was hawked around at the time. I'm, I'm trying to remember whether it was either just before or just after. Either way, given the sensitivities of how close it was to that event, no uh, media organisation was going to touch it. And I have a feeling that a couple of media organisations may have been approached right. before he had died. Ah, oh, okay. With the thought that he, he may be about to do this, and, yes. and do you want this video? Well, clearly, uh, because he was still Clearly on. it
2: was in his mind, wasn't it?
3: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what happened then, of course, was that um, it, it became a legal matter. And for the past couple of months, uh, um, news organizations have been haggling with other branches of the, the wider Corp family who didn't want this released. And so it became a simple matter of what the court thought was in the public interest. Um, okay. And after, after a couple of months of haggling, the court ruled that uh, news organizations could, could run it.
2: Okay.
1: It just, it just seems like such it a was the coroner
3: because it, it, there was a, there was a coroner's inquiry into his death, obviously.
1: right. It, it's such a, a tragic thing to bid over. like the whole the whole story was so bizarre and morbid.
3: Well, there was certainly no bidding in this okay, in this case, we, we should clarify that. It was um, in the end, evidence tended to the court. okay, and then became public domain. uh yes. But but obviously at that point a, a judge or a coroner has the right to suppress it, right? Which is what happened. Okay. Um, once that suppression order is lifted, then yes, as evidence in a court, it is public domain.
1: Okay. Mm. Yeah, it was very. Which is because it would be terrible to think that anybody could profit out of that.
3: Right, and I, and I but, I, but I I think you'd struggle to find certainly in this country a media organisation that would pay for that kind of material yeah. if only. Let's be honest, because of the risk of being. Found out for paying for that sort of material yeah. and the inevitable backlash, yes. which would which would yes. flow from it.
2: But the brother was hoping, whatever his name is, Frank Corp. What's his name? Uh, his name is Gust. 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 Yes. Gust. Yes. He he was hoping to profit um, from it. Do you think, or,
0: uh, or was he talking uh, about wanting to set up a trust for the son? Uh, that rings. Yeah. Look, there
3: are a lot of different versions of that time. story. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Potentially,
2: right. Something else I want to ask you about is uh, your friends with. Uh, Former Channel 7 newsreader, Jennifer Adams. I am. Yeah, I know Jen. Yes. Uh, she has got a new role on Channel 10's Real Stories. She does. Which is a, which is obviously... Uh, we're we're going to do something
1: on that next week, I think. Yes, yeah, next week. And actually, at this point, it's probably time for me to announce my interest. Uh, I I do work for Roving Enterprises, so... Uh, that being, you do. Out, I do. I oh, work for Irving Enterprises Brett, so let's let
2: go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that being out in the open, uh, let's move on. Mm, right, very good.
2: Uh, yeah, she she is. It's a it's a pretend news. It's it's a news spoof.
3: It's, it's a, new, is is new satire, a, a new satire. New yeah. satire. Yes.
1: Oh, a current affairs satire. A current affairs satire. Yeah, because <laughs> Frontline didn't do that job very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 different. But this I, is it, uh, yes. there's no behind the scenes here. It is just uh, from the beginning to end the show. Mm.
3: And this is this is um, this is uh, the brainchild of
1: uh, Hamish, Hamish and Andy. Yes, and uh, and our guest and next, guest week, next week Ryan Shelton. Uh see.
2: So. Now, this is an interesting thing for for Jennifer to be doing. Is, is this a good crew move? Do you think? Is, once once you once you send yourself up and do a satire of yourself, I, I mean, I'm not talking about you know. George Negus going on the chaser or something. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a this is a proper show that she's a long. You know, she's not just in one one sketch or one little bit. She's, no, she's, she, a, she's, she's a regular. She's going to be a regular cast. Member. And I, I must
3: say, I've not seen any of it. I've I've not been given the opportunity to to see any of it. Um, Jen uh, was the weekend newsreader on Channel Seven up until a couple of years ago, and um, she isn't any longer. So, to that extent, she's not. She's not sending herself up, I guess. No, um, but I, I, I guess I would also cite the examples of uh, Jennifer Kite on Tonight Live with Steve Vizard back in the day.
1: And uh, and also uh, DJ Ghost Commercial right at, right at the beginning. Jennifer Kite did, uh, did some mistakes right? of herself.
3: Yes. Okay. And, um, of course, Ken, Ken Sutcliffe and John Mangos with uh, Graham Kennedy on Coast to Coast. and yeah. they're Obviously both, well, all three of them are still
1: very much employed in news and uh, and also quite recently uh, carrie bickmore started uh, doing the news on uh on yes. Live, and she's a a, a, a well-experienced she's newsreader as well okay on I fm d- radio just, oh, there is that
2: difference. yeah I, d- I just wonder if uh i wonder if she will have trouble getting serious serious work again after this um I, I don't i'm not
3: sure that it's the kind of thing that would would keep her from doing that forever okay no. mm. and it also, okay. In and fact, she's also it, it, in now doing her own she she's running her own company yep. um, making documentaries mm-hmm. and uh, that's been a, a hard slog for her <laughs> It's that's really her dream it's what she's always wanted to do and that's the first of which is screened on channel seven it's screened I think. on channel 7 uh, late last year yeah and she's working very hard on a, on a, a series of stuff now oh fantastic um, spending a lot of time overseas doing that mm-hmm. and and uh, that's really kind of the direction she's she's heading in. So uh, it, the, there's every chance that, that Jen probably wouldn't be, be, wouldn't go back to straight news
2: right again. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm. I also want to ask you what kind of an idiot is Malcolm Turnbull? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: What's he done? Oh, didn't, didn't you hear? He, he, I think he's seven kinds of
2: idiot. <laughs> he's come out and uh, and said in his capacity as the richest multimillionaire in Parliament that the interest rate hike really was only a quarter of a percent and really didn't hurt anyone. But no, he. Well, no, what he
0: o- said was that it was
3: over, over-hyped. Over-dramatized. He, he said,
0: d- Well, he said 25 percentage points was nothing really. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, 25, 25, 25 basis, basis points, per- yeah. which is a, a quarter of Sorry. a percent. Um, yeah, this reminds me strangely of a West Wing episode where uh, <laughs> CJ Craig is heard to say, um, this is the... Uh, the classic Washington spin problem. How do you spin something that is actually the truth? Yeah. That's my view. I, um, it's a quarter percent interest rate rise, mm-hmm. and um, while
2: certainly it affects people, it's not as though... Um, yeah, yeah, but, but from a media point of view, that's I reckon that's completely missing the issue. He shouldn't have been that stupid to say something like that. That's...
3: He should have realised what the result was going to be.
2: Yeah. W- w- of don't you him think? saying that. Yes, I think, and or or at least his minders should have.
3: I, I happen to think he's right, which doesn't mean that he wasn't <laughs> going to get caned. Yes, and yes. has been, and I'm but sure you, he won't but, do that again.
2: But you don't have a home line.
3: I don't have a home line. This is this is correct. Mm. I think the point he was trying to make was that... <laughs> and
1: also, you're leaving the country. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'm about to be poor, so, you know. Uh, I, I think the point he was making was that um, there's kind of a view... Um, trade whenever there's an interest rate increase, that everyone with a mortgage is at risk of going under, and how terrible it is, and how bad it is of the government to let that happen.
2: And they always interview the family who's struggling, who comes on and says, well, now we're not going to be able to make ends meet because we're paying $25 more. That's right, Our kids are going
1: to have to share one pair of thongs... That sort of thing. You know, I'm going to have to, you know, stick with my three-year-old
3: Commodore an extra year instead of trading up as as soon as I would like.
1: Now, um, this this was a story that I saw last time there was a huge increase in petrol prices, and this was was not on television, this was in the Herald Sun, but it was seriously a story about how a family was not going to be able to afford to buy a brand new four-wheel drive. Indeed. That's not a sob story. No, that's not
3: a, that's not a sob story. And I guess this, in some ways, was Malcolm Turnbull's point.
1: But I, think that, I think, think that that most misses. most
3: people, most people, when they get a mortgage, would factor in the possibility of you know rates go up and rates go down, and they would they would look at that and
2: anticipate. Rises
3: unless
1: they wanted television airtime. I'm
2: not sure today, tonight, and the current affair viewers would necessarily. The amount of stories they run on interest free loans no, 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 you actually have to pay the money back at some point. (laughs) God, no.
3: Really? But but I think he's ignoring
0: ignoring the point that uh, this has been a a rate rise on a rate rise on a rate rise. off no, the I'd... back of, of an election campaign that m- some would say was won by a guarantee that interest rates wouldn't rise. There was
3: no think... such guarantee made at Inference, any Yes, yeah. I realise
0: that, that Howard, with his weasel words, <laughs> never actually said it out loud, but that was, now, what he
3: that gar- was clearly what, he what everybody was understanding. What he guaranteed was that rates would, not, rates would rise that, more under yes. a Labor government what, than they would what under, he the garan- under a What he
1: guaranteed government. was something he could never prove. That being said, uh, it, it, it is and,
2: and, and he ignored the Reserve Bank saying government really yeah, doesn't have any influence yeah. on it,
1: which which was you know my favourite thing of the, of the last election. But that being said, I think television has been quite irresponsible as far as covering. Is now the best time to buy to buy a house? Uh, what sort of what, what are the best interest free loans you can get? You know, and telling people to spend, I think is a big irresponsibility on, on behalf of particularly the current affairs slash tabloid shows mm. on on television. And, I, I you know, call me cynical, but I think they do that because they know, come the other turn of the cycle, they're going to have all of these sob stories to tell. That's a grand mm. conspiracy. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but could I also
3: then say... What sort of people are going to go out and buy stuff because a
2: TV show tells you to? That t- today, That's- Tonight in The Current Affair Viewers.
1: Hey, James... That's what advertising is based on. That's what television is based on. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a show. That's an ad. And that's, that's, what, that's what good consumers... <laughs> that just sounded
0: really silly. <laughs> but that's what good consumers do to keep the economy rolling on because the economy has got to be in constant growth. People have got to consume more and more and more for it to not go into recession or depression.
1: Yes, Anyway, <laughs> yes. So, so <laughs> you
0: know what? I people think... have to put themselves in debt; otherwise, the economy is going to go bad, and they're going to lose their job, and they're going mean, to have to declare bankruptcy. Yeah.
1: I think we're going into territory. You're that... like Radio National. <laughs> <It's> going <laughs> go into territory that box cutters is not set to handle. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, <laughs> we're going to keep going into it later on. Box cutters, 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 cutters. Coming up in box cutters. We have some talk about new shows, a little bit of talk about some uh, quotes, JTV, a review of the show Extras, and coming up next, Top Gear. Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s, and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. Top Gear, Brett. Yes, I mentioned uh, Top Gear, was it last week? You mentioned it last week, you mentioned it three weeks ago, (laughs) you mentioned the Channel 9 I think you mentioned it three weeks ago, but... <laughs> on, in reference to me talking about the car show, you talk about that guy that you hate, whose name uh, for some reason you just hate him. Which guy? Th- the guy from Top Gear. And when you're Jeremy Clarkson. Um, no. When when no. you're
2: in England in 1997, they were playing the same episodes that SBS are playing now. Yep, With, they are. Is this it's is this going to be anything
0: different? Perhaps? I wanted answers. Okay, fair enough. Because I'd been I'd been checking out the episode guides doing the research to find out when these things were actually airing the first time, which was, uh, this Monday's was June 15, I think,
2: last year. And you told us last time that they were chopping bits out. Yes,
0: they're chopping bits out. They're, chucking, they're chopping out a regular segment called, uh, what is it called? A Star in a Reasonably Priced Car. I can't get my tongue around that freaking phrase. No, that and the phrase that you close the show with. Uh <laughs> Um, but uh, I also noticed that out of this week's uh, episode, there was a segment where Jeremy returns to the 60s to define cool with the Aston Martin DB5 and Jaguar E-Type, which wasn't in the episode that screened here. You're right. So what did you do about it? I rang up the number for SBS, their 1-800-questions-and-comments uh, number. Yes, and
2: uh, is this the one where they read it out, kind of like back chat? When no, they read out your comments on air, it's not. Maybe you that. should have rung that one.
0: <laughs> well, no, I wanted answers. So I <laughs> didn't have a comment. I had a question.
2: <laughs> I think you should. I think you should have tried both.
0: But it was very interesting. I, I dialed the the one eight hundred number and I got this very low tech kind of setup. I spoke to a couple of. Very bored-sounding office-type guys. <laughs> like They sound like they're in the 40s or 50s. Um, the first one had no idea. Uh, he said, oh, I'll just check for you. Suddenly, uh, after a couple of minutes on hold, I'm with uh, somebody in public relations. You're right. And none of, none of what I was talking about was passed on, so I started from the beginning, essentially. Um, I repeat the question. I'm told they can't answer me straight away, but if I can hold... He can see if he, he could find out. I get this clunk. The phone is just dropped on the desk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, he walks away. I, I love, I love the sound of <laughs> Barry. Barry, do you know anything about this Top Gear show? It's
2: just, so-
0: <laughs> just silence. No, no, whole music. No, any of that uh, for. At least two minutes. He still can't find out. Uh, he has to go to a specific department to get the information. Um, uh, he, he Menswear. <laughs> he thinks logically that uh, they they probably had ads in it uh, in its original viewing in the UK, so he can't really see any reason for it to be cut out. Um, can't get the answer. He's going to mummy the answer, hopefully, in the next couple of days. Um, but Isn't the show on the beep? I think no, it is on the beep. But ah. SBS are actually chucking a little short in at the end of the hour.
3: Uh, it's to do with the SBS ads, not the BBC ads, yeah. which I, don't exist. So, uh, essentially, so,
1: uh, essentially, Brett, what you're saying is you're on the case, but you've got no answers. Yeah. Okay. And surprised at how, how low-tech
0: it was, uh, <laughs> but at least it wasn't. One, once now,
1: again...
2: <laughs>
3: Brett, are you the only Top Gear fan here? No, I, I, I'm,
1: no a, I'm a fan of Top fan. Gear.
0: In fact... I'm not. Um,
2: I'm not, not a fan. I'm just not a fan.
0: I'm actually a, 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 an anti-car fan. If, if, if <laughs> yeah,
3: you, that's why I ask because I'm that. same. I don't. I you know steering wheel and in the, gear stick but is very, about as far as I get. In the but top gear, rocks. it's very entertaining. It's parking beautifully. <laughs> <shine>. parking <finds. laughs>
1: In, in the same way that Box Cutters is great for people who don't watch television, and great for people who do, Top Gear is great for people who don't like cars and do like cars. That's it. There's a little bit for hilarious. hilarious.
2: This week on the ABC is the much-anticipated Ricky Gervais-Steve Merchant follow-up series. To their stellar hit, The Office,
0: from well, a said, few
1: years back. Their new job, their new project, their new project. It's not, not a follow you. up. It is a follow up. Anything they do after The Office is a follow up. Doesn't follow up infer that it's, no, it? No, it only it only infer can... infers some kind okay. of consequence. Alright. Oh, yes, nice? the <laughs> new <laughs>
2: show extras, which. Uh, Yeah, which the ABC have taken a bit of time in putting on for some reason. They (laughs) they're asleep. It it got made about 18 months ago. Uh, ABC have been advertising it since the start of the year. For some reason, they're only putting it on now. Uh, Extras concerns the adventures of Andy Mailman. He uh, is an extra in films who believes that he's a serious actor despite the fact that he has no experience and there's no evidence to prove that he can act and pretty much has no talent. He's uh, very desperate to make it in the film industry. He also has a friend called Maggie who uh, who seems quite uh, lacking in intelligence, I guess would be the best way to describe her. She's a little bit dumb. She is a bit dumb. And she's uh, she's also desperate, but she's a little bit differently desperate. She seems to be doing all these extra roles to try and find
1: men. And... That's pretty much it. That is, uh, <laughs> except for the hook. The hook in the show is that each episode has a different real different, famous person. Yeah, a different celebrity. And real uh, famous person. <laughs>
2: Sorry, celebrity so uneducated. Do, do you mean real famous as in their real? As in, God, they're famous, <laughs> or <laughs> they're
3: famous and they're actually a real person
2: rather
1: than a made-up character. Or, or, I don't know. Or I just, they're famous, and they're both?
2: Because they don't have any robots or
1: anything, so they're real people. <laughs> I just I just spent thirty seconds in my own mind enjoying the ambiguity of my own statement. <laughs> right, <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a
2: different celebrity each week. Uh, ben Stiller, uh, Kate Samuel, Winslet, Jackson, Kate Winslet, a couple of English ones that we won't be so familiar with over here. The celebrities generally turn out to be an asshole or an idiot, and.
1: Or, or fantastic in Kate Winslet's case. I think I actually think the Kate Winslet episode is probably the best episode of the uh, of the six-parter.
2: Really? Well, I, I've got to say I'm uh, I'm a huge Office fan. I, I think the Office is absolute genius. I'm I'm not a huge fan of this show. I I, I don't think there's that much there. And um, speaking of the celebrities, I think they're just completely misused. I think mm. all the celebrities are brought in basically to essentially be made fools of. Which obviously they're signing up for. But I, I kinda think they're just kind of cliched first thing that comes into the head. Take take the Ben Stiller role, for example. Ben Stiller's in the first week's episode. And uh he is you know he's <laughs> kind of just your Hollywood big shot cliche that you would expect. Yeah. You know, he's a nightmare to work with, he's arrogant, he's obsessed with Figures, box office figures. Talks about his groceries. For, for yeah. me, yeah.
1: For yeah. me the, the thing that kept me going back and watching more episodes, mm-hmm. and it wasn't Ricky Gervais, and it wasn't.
2: Oh, the, Ricky Gervais plays Andy Mailman, yeah. by the way.
1: So yeah. it, it wasn't Andy Mailman, and it wasn't Maggie, it was Steve Merchant's character as yes. the agent.
2: Yes, Steve Merchant is... Uh, that, that's, to me, that's when the series really starts to light up is when, uh, when Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant are on and he's, Steve Merchant plays Yeah, his bumbling agent who's just completely out of his depth and uh, keeps ho- offering him helpful hints like, perhaps you should find another
1: career. <laughs> and those and perhaps those, scenes, if you weren't so fat. Those scenes are really great comedy, but... There may be two minutes in a twenty-four minute episode. Yep. So I, I still think it's worth watching, but it's just it's nowhere near as good. Or
3: well, it's yeah. But I, I I was I was going to say this to you before, Ross, when you were talking about being a big fan of The Office. The fact Mm -hmm. is, The Office is just a. The Office was a phenomenon. Yes. The Office is is a one-off. Yeah, incredible bit of work. Yeah, and completely isn't there every chance that if the office had never existed, and you saw this show, you would be more entertained by it or more impressed with it than you obviously are? Ah, uh,
2: possibly. Yeah, I think that that's possibly because the, the office sets
3: the bar very, very
2: high. It does, but this this I kind of find this just isn't that funny, and I don't think I would find it that funny anyway. I think the the genius of the office is you know Ricky Gervais. Is, is is hysterical as David Brent but the genius of the office is the relationships in the office between all the different people you know uh Tim and Gareth, Tim and Dawn, uh Dave Brent and everybody else in the office yeah. <laughs> like I mean that's and that's really well developed and that's and, and that's just beautiful writing whereas I just find that this it's just lacking there's just not that much development there's you've got four main people you've got the celebrities you've got um, Andy and uh, Maggie, and Maggie, and then you've got the guy who hangs shit on Andy because he's slightly higher up the acting rung, and
1: that's it. Like the, the, it just, it just feels a bit hollow to me. Whereas, uh, see, I thought that there were some great moments of pathos, which is one of the things that Ricky Gervais does best. Well, that was yeah.
3: really the the strength of The Office. Yes. Was, yes. Wasn't it? yes, 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 yes. And
1: so. and there is there is some of that in uh, in extras and. The, the bits that, that are of that, you, you just go, wow, this is great television. But they're few and far between, much like the Stephen Merchant uh, yeah. bits. They're just few and far between. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of trawling through. But, Ross, on a scale of Office to Ricky Gervais' Simpsons episode, mm-hmm. where, does the ex- where does extras fit in?
2: Probably just a little bit above the Simpsons episode. Right. It's interesting. I think that uh I think that the only other show kind of similar to this on TV at the moment is uh probably Curb Your Enthusiasm. And they tend to do this I th- I think it goes back, you know, to Larry Sanders and The Simpsons have, you know, uh have really pushed this style of comedy where people come on and they play a version of themselves. Yes. Uh I I just think it's interesting with uh with the comparison to Curb. I think Curb does this kind of humour. I know you guys aren't fans, but I think Curb does this kind of humour so much better and is so much funnier. I've only seen series one to four. I haven't seen series five, so I can't comment on that. I agree with you. I I think Curb Your Enthusiasm is is better than Extras and does what you're
3: talking about much better
1: than Extras. The thing about Curb Your Enthusiasm is it does it quite subtly. Yes. Whereas uh, Extras is in your face.
2: Whereas Extras tries to be somewhere in the real world, I think Curb kind of draws all these characters into this... Into this curb your enthusiasm universe, where everybody's got too much money and uh, too much time on their hands, and you know society just breaks down because nobody knows what they're doing with their lives. Otherwise known
3: as Los Angeles. Yeah,
2: exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, when's when's extras screening, Russ? Extras is screening straight after Spicks and Specks in uh, nine o'clock Wednesdays. I think.
0: Which up until this week was uh, um, absolute, absolute power. power. Yeah. Which just finished. I'd put it on a par with absolute
1: power. Okay. What, extras? Yep. Oh, uh, no. All no, right. No. And so says James Talia. <laughs> we really <laughs> need a, a, a thing <laughs> for, this, for, this, for this segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to count <laughs> <really> 100 <gonna laughs> <land> at least. <laughs> 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 I was going to count 100 at least. Quotes. In quotes this week, somebody say something.
2: Len Downs, Channel 9's head of Melbourne programming. He's Melbourne's programming director. Talking about the AFL. Do you love the whipping we give you when you come into the studio? <laughs> I,
3: would, I would like my silence again noted this point.
2: <laughs> it's hard to predict until Channel 7 sorts out what it's doing with the AFL broadcast, but we will be providing an alternative for the female audience. This sounds almost word for word identical to what Channel 7 said when they lost the football. Uh, viewers may remember they had that, I think it was called Chicks Night In, and they had the Alicia Silverstone... Uh, lawyer show. Yeah, uh, it was it was bad. Anyway, they'll just go back to showing Tango and Cash in a couple of weeks, so just <laughs> yeah. be done with it. I, uh, <laughs> I I think that, you know, it's 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 good if there's, you know, for people who don't like footy, if there's other stuff I want to watch. Yeah, I, Which, I, and watch we, we, and we, I think we will do an excellent job of providing
1: that service to the community. I, I
2: completely agree, but I just don't, I, I think this idea of, oh, we're going to have women programming, I think it just...
1: I think that's a I think it's a huge opportunity for Channel Nine to put a lot of money into the WNBL. Yeah. I think that's where the future of sport is going. Well you know there and, is a room going, I can't say too much, but <laughs> you may have <laughs> yeah, struck Yeah, there's, something there's there. that and apparently the temperature is dropping in hell and yeah. That's quotes.
2: This is Marie Cardi and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it.
1: The much-anticipated Triple J television project, JTV, started uh, during the week or last? A couple, couple, of, couple of weeks ago. ago. And with a report, Brett Cropley.
0: Checked out on Friday nights. Uh, it's an interesting uh, Triple J highlights package, essentially. Really? Uh, basically, they hang out... Hang out. Hang hang out out around the station. And uh, they've got a couple of little camera crews and spy on uh, what's going on in the studio uh, with artists in Going Live to Air, um, doing bits and pieces. Uh, They also have... Michael Tarn asleep on the carpet. (laughs) They also have uh, (laughs) segments of uh, of bands doing live in studio, which I assume is in the basement or something there where they actually have some more uh well some better uh, production values on there um, uh
2: the the live in the studio i think is actually segments of jtv live okay which i think they film out at elstonwick
1: okay one of the few Riponley.
0: remaining things that they, Riponley, that, that they they
1: film out at ripponley yeah
0: um, but then a dodgy current affairsy type segment going out and vox popping the australian youth <laughs> If the ABC has problems with bias on BTN that I was talking about last week, they're going to have to make another apology for last week's report on the vote to add treated sewage to drinking water that happened last week. It really wasn't going to have a chance, any chance, of carrying out an unbiased survey when the question they were asking was, would you drink poo water? Because apparently
2: uh, on Triple J <laughs> Hack, which is their current affairs show, is yep. one of their highest rating and most popular shows.
1: Hack is, It mm, apparently. Yeah, it, it is. It is a great show on yeah. on Triple J, and it's, it's pretty much the only thing I listen to on. And Triple I show. saw
2: her a couple of weeks before that I saw the report they did on senator from Adelaide. I'm not sure what her name was when she went to the Enchanted Forest Rave in Adelaide. And that was that was quite an interesting story.
1: So. Sorry, no, no, not Tash, a different no, one. No, so no, it, was a, um, it was
2: a it was a South Australian state MP. Mm.
1: So uh, hack is translating well to television, right?
2: In that report, I thought it was fine, but I didn't see the poo water report. Well, yeah, oh, <laughs> the voice of the people can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For the record, I wouldn't drink water in Toowoomba either. G'day, this is Daniel Burt. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to the Box Cutters, and you should, you should. You should podcast it, you should download it, you should show it to your friends, you should feed it to your mother, you should own it, you should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. I love the way Daniel Burt says he was the writer's intern, like they've had no others. <laughs> <laughs> no one could replace him. <laughs>
2: New shows coming, coming new up this week. New shows. We haven't done this for a while, but uh, there are lots of new shows coming up this week. On Sunday night is Band, which is one of the shows that Brett was talking about a week or two ago, which is basically an ad for Sony and Ericsson. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's supposed to be about a girl band, but it's funded by, funded by uh, advertising companies.
1: Uh, and uh, sorry, also BMG, Sony BMG, and mm-hmm. Sony Ericsson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band is called Girl Band, and it's pretty much about. It, it's a maybe the same writers
3: as uh, America's Next Top Model yes. to come up with that. Yeah. I guess
1: <laughs> it's a half-hour uh, series of ten documentary uh, episodes yes. about uh, the band coming together mm. and performing gigs and trying to make it big, all the while trying to sell. Some BMG stock, I think, sounds dire as usual. Well, isn't uh, that what
2: the Steph Show's about? Yes, exactly what the Steph Show's about. Uh, on Channel Ten, oh, sorry, on Channel Seven at seven thirty is uh, Spicks and Specks on Sunday night. <laughs> uh, on, <laughs> on Monday night is uh, the new Brian Brown, Too Twisted, which is yes. which is his. Uh, Twilight Zone kind of show that he first premiered like ten years ago. I yeah, think the first and
1: on. I'm amazed that they've gone back to it. But
2: but uh, on also on that night is Butter's very own episode of South Park, which is oh that's lots a of fun, great one on Tuesday oh, night. What's
0: the theme tune? Something, love, something, something, love, something. No, oh, no, 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 no.
2: You're thinking you're thinking That's of uh, Ned Flanders. Lou, 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 I hens. got some apples. Lou, 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 you got some too. Whereas
1: what you're thinking of there is <laughs> hens love roosters, geese love ganders, everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Not me. Not me. Everyone who counts <laughs> loves Ned Flanders. Uh,
2: on Tuesday nights is everybody will be pleased to hear that Crossing Jordan's coming back.
1: Oh at last and a
2: brilliant <laughs> documentary <laughs> terrible, series terrible of Brilliant series of documentaries that people may not have caught. I think it was on about two years ago. It's Status Anxiety on the ABC, which is by uh, philosopher Hélène de Botton. I can't, I can't say his name, but it's a great series about status anxiety. If oh, nice. If anybody's interested, that's a great show. 11.40 on Channel 2. Then on Wednesday, they've got, uh, on Channel 7, there's a new quiz show called The Master. Mm. I don't know much about it, except when I was reading the blurb, they said they're having the guy one of the two people who won the million dollars on millionaire the one who cheated mm. i didn't know i didn't know somebody cheated the way to a million dollars mm. oh, okay. no, i'm not sure that they the coughing question marks the coughing the
1: time, but yeah. well, the well, coughing
2: well. was in england wasn't it or did that happen yeah. here as well I, no the That'd coughing cheated, the coughing yeah.
1: was in england uh, no not that i know of but yeah email was at, hooray at boxcutters.net speaking to let speaking of i just got two more. Oh, two more thursday night
2: celebrity survivor up against that's David on, ch- on Channel 7. On Channel 7, up against on Channel 10, David Tench. Back-to-back with our old favourite, the Ronnie John's Half Hour. Right. Who's
0: the voice of David Tench? I have no idea.
2: I don't know either. I the, prob- he is. David Tench
1: is. The, uh, the, okay, so David, so, Tench. The David, so David Tench <laughs> is an animated talk show host. Yes. Uh, for months now, we've had teasers on Channel 10... Uh, On billboards all around uh, town. With quotes from David Tench. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people thought that it was coming out of roving enterprises. uh, And the producers of the David Tench show were very happy with that rumour. Because for some reason they just wanted to keep it as secret as possible. Where is it coming out of? It's coming out of Andrew Andrew Denton's uh, Zapruder's Other Films. Really? Production company. And... uh, so it's Australian. I have to say, when I saw the promo, I assumed it was coming from the States. I, I did the same thing. I just yeah, it's it's Australian, and uh, they've put a lot of publicity into it. I, is it a real talk show? I don't does know. He, does is, does I he the
2: guests, but it happens to be animated? I,
3: the, I have a feeling he'll like real interview people guests
2: real people who aren't, like he'll animated versions of real people.
0: Yes. No, I assume but, it was all three of us. But it won't be there. very
3: Richard Linklater.
0: <laughs> received a clip of David Tench over the week. Did uh, you guys get that as well? No. No. ah. Huh.
1: Okay. Well, I'll post a link to it on the blog. Okay. Yeah. Mm. The uh, the the other thing is uh, no. If, uh, they did a, a test uh, of the David Tent show, a kind of test piloty thing, a couple of weeks ago out at Fox Studios in Sydney, and apparently it went down really, really well. So, uh, you know, I'm interested to see it. And mm. Me too.
3: If only now because I know who's responsible, and I think Zapruder's other films is the best name for a production company y- I've yeah. ever heard in my life.
1: I agree. <laughs> Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. It's been a long time since we have had that one. Yeah. <laughs> been a cutters. long time. Uh, Joe, kiss of death, Stanley. Yes, well we didn't talk about this,
2: uh, this maybe should have, we should have let off with uh, Yasmin's getting cancelled
1: Well the thing is, we talked. To, we, we pretty much announced it last Thursday on Boxcutters <laughs> We did, we did But
2: And if you're paying attention to the website, which all good Boxcutter members of the family should You would have found out on Sunday night that it was gone
0: Even though the Ages TV Guide on Monday still had that yep. show rather than Futurama in its listing And that's because Boxcutters...
1: First with the news, we so have our finger on the pulse. So I just want to talk a little bit about how uh, Joe Stanley has ruined television shows, <laughs> and how if you really don't want a television show to go ahead, put Joe Stanley in it. She was on the last panel, wasn't she? Uh, she was on. She was on the panel before it finished. She was. Uh, she was on clever on Channel Nine. Uh, Most recently, she hosted Yasmin's getting married. She was also on Channel 10's Bread. Show about uh, yeah. uh, small business and, uh, and family money matters
0: Last time I saw that it was about 2.30 in the morning
1: Yeah, and then it still got cancelled <laughs> So uh, pretty much if you want a television show to go ahead and stay on air Don't use Joe Stanley <laughs> That's it Cool. That's, that's my whole segment
2: Hey, why do you think, uh, why do you think Yasmin got cancelled?
1: Joe Stanley <laughs> Apparently she's. She, uh, you don't think it might have had a little something to do with Yasmin? Uh,
2: I, don't, I don't. I don't think it had anything to do with Yasmin. To be honest, I don't. They. No one gave her the chance. I no didn't one, actually
3: get was, to. Was it? Was it? Was it a bad concept?
2: Well, it's not yeah. like they had one point five million watching the premiere, and everybody switched off after that. No one watched it from the start.
0: No, no, there were there were little kind of bubbles of viewers um, at at the start of the show, and then at uh, the hour or the half hour or whatever. But not, um, not that huge. You wouldn't the middle, cracked the
1: million, minute. would it? Uh, no. It's you yeah. know you know what the biggest problem was it was unwatchable it was a bunch of idiots talking about people that they had no idea about and there was nothing compelling about it mm. firstly there wasn't enough to make us care about Yasmin and care about wanting her to get married she wasn't you know very charismatic so that was a huge problem with the show but also uh, nobody knew enough about anybody else to get emotionally involved in the show and really Want her to get married and want her to pick a certain person
2: to marry, as as Brett flagged on the website quite a few weeks ago. It's it's a bit of a. I think a lot of people were turned off just by the concept. I think marriage is still important to a lot of people, and people don't want to see it trivialised on a TV show. I only ask about Yasmin because, uh, as I
3: as I was telling you before we. Uh, came in here to the studio, I, I heard one particular media and gossip person on radio this week and, and I had, hadn't seen the Yasmin show at all, saying that the problem was Yasmin was entirely unlikable and it was no wonder that she hadn't found someone to marry her yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, the so reports I wasn't sure were, if that
3: was harsh but fair or just plain The reports
0: bitchy. I heard were that she was a bit of a loudmouth, but the like two minutes that I saw of her sitting on the couch where she couldn't talk <laughs> as the guys came in and spoke at her, uh, I didn't get to taste her you know. yeah. yeah yeah no i she
2: understand couldn't it. As, yeah. she couldn't talk as awkward as that yeah. sounded i understand. I, I, <laughs> I reckon it should have just been yasmin's
1: getting naked and i'm sure they would have got some sort of viewer watching yeah yeah you, you betcha yeah uh, i i think it was just a poorly thought out concept but uh you know one in a long line of channel 10 poorly thought out concepts that uh in this case failed but all the others have succeeded so yeah you know, I think Channel Ten's theory of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks has worked for them thus far, and I'm sure they'll come up with something else soon.
0: It was quite interesting they didn't just uh, chuck it back in the 10:30 slot on Tuesdays or something.
1: Well, the thing well, is, you still uh, got to pay people to turn up live.
2: Yeah, it's it's a live show. It's not like a whole lot of it was, was it? Uh, yeah, a lot of it. are the, they paying to turn the up? The whole live. Of Joe Stanley part of the segment, part of the show, which didn't make much sense, was all live, and that didn't have anything to do with Yasmin really. It was just a bunch of panelists. Hanging shit on it from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's not like they had a whole backlog of episodes to just show. Um, they were producing it all and it would have been quite expensive. I think they just went, yeah, screw it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good, to, good, good to have Futurama back on.
0: Yeah. Hey, over the week, uh, speaking of Matt Groening animations, uh, lots of Simpsons book ending uh, The Wedge. Yes. My CSA was going to be uh, i found a, the perfect way to view The Wedge. Yes. With the fast forward preview.
1: And why it took why? me five minutes ah just to
0: just to make sure that uh that they are still redoing the same scripts that they've done every single week since
1: the thing started but
2: but i don't I don't the, think I'd even watch five minutes of it, not even for box cutters
1: that's the uh, I did watch five minutes of it for box cutters. That is what I do for you people I just couldn't believe I, that I watched it the whole first episode yeah. I,
0: I watched a number of episodes, and I couldn't believe that it didn't get any
1: better. Yeah. But the thing is that's what the show is. We've dis- we've discussed that. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. Just type eh. down the fast forward button yeah.
0: and uh the Simpsons will be up shortly. Is it? Is it the same thing? I haven't looked at the guide. Uh, no,
2: I think they've got Simpsons on one end and a double future armor on the other end. So it goes future armor simpsons wedge. Future armor, future armor.
1: And that's and the wedge there, that's because at some stage in the evening you are gonna have to say, make a phone call or make yourself a cup of tea, do something, you need half an hour to yourself. You're suggesting Thanks, that, Channel 10. You're suggesting that viewers turn off the television? No,
2: I'm
3: suggesting they, they walk away turn it down <laughs> and go to another room.
2: What's the yeah. yeah. matter with you? Yeah. Check your email. Have you, have you watched those uh, New Simpsons?
0: I watched this week's.
2: Yeah, did you watch the, the new one that was on at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock or whenever it was on? Yeah, oh, I watched no. all three. Oh. The, 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 one that was, the one that was on the other bookend of The Wedge. Uh, it was, was, the that, treehouse was that a new? Was that a new No, episode? the one before that? The one before that was a new one where it started off quite promisingly. An NFL team was going to move to Springfield, and all this kind of stuff was going to happen. It was going to be very exciting, yes. and it started off quite funny. And then by the end of it, Grandpa Simpson was a matador. Oh. That's right, because
0: he 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 tied up the the
1: you know head what? of. I don't I don't football. care why
0: exactly I
2: don't care why it, it, that's just ridiculous. It had it had a few good moments, but you could just like. I wish they had the worm on it. <laughs> just watching it slowly,
1: just uh, sink away. And that's uh, that's the music. <gasps> what about strangely compelling content? That was strangely compelling content.
0: Seeing <laughs> that Joe Stanley didn't get her own segment.
2: Ah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Hey, what about Dean Jones? He's a bit of an idiot too. Yeah,
3: that's a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's trying hard to be the next David Hooks.
3: And yet, don't you find it strange that nowhere has the clip of what he said and what happened actually surfaced? No one's oh, seen it. We can't get hold oh, of it. Oh, that is very strange in this day and age. Well, it yes, only yes. actually
1: went to where in
0: South Africa, didn't it? Everybody mm. else he, took a break. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh, that is interesting.
1: That and uh, and so the cycle comes around yet again. Dean Jones went to South Africa back in '83. <laughs> he, and uh, now he's being sent back to Australia.
2: <laughs> he uh, interestingly with that too with uh, him he came out and he said to his kids apparently something along the lines of oh you're probably going to cop a bit of flack but that's what happens because I'm on TV no, <laughs> no that's, that's what, what happens because you call you somebody a terrorist <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hate mongering and racist comments that's what happens <laughs> that's what not happens because your you're dad's on TV a dickhead. <laughs> I'm sure Richie Benno's family doesn't get hassled just because they're <laughs> Richie Benno well maybe they don't but that's out of love
1: <laughs> oh and that's Box Cutters episode 47. We're getting very close. Come the beginning of September, one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just telling you, pick out your tux. <laughs> that's what I'm saying now. <laughs> for the video podcast.
3: For the video podcast.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us, James. Good luck. Thank you very yes. much. It's and congratulations. To, thank
3: that's, you. It's been great to come and do this with you guys again. It's always yes, fun. Now, can, we, can,
0: yeah. we get to, can we get you on the line on a, a shaky video phone? and uh, For the video podcast
3: again. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. There is no absolutely. video podcast. There, uh, I, I quite like the idea of being your UK correspondent. Yes, you've got to watch. You're, watch, watch,
1: you're a whole goddamn bureau.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch. Um, don't say that. Channel 9 will get us to split the cost with <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, no,
1: love. You've got to watch some TV. Okay? I am um, going to watch some TV. Yeah, let absolutely. We'll All get that done. Yeah. And, and for heaven's sake, send us some tapes. We're drowning here. Tapes? <laughs> or, you know, whatever they I'll, use now. I'll send you some stuff. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. cool. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. Over the next 10 days, mm-hmm. they're going to be running their annual radiothon, Give That They May Broadcast. Uh, it's because of Triple R subscribers that we're able to come in here and use their studios uh, you, so uh, check out the internet, rrr.org.au. You, you can win lots of prizes, uh, and you can use the subscriber card for discounts all around town if you're in Melbourne.
2: And yep. if you've heard lots of other podcasts, you will hopefully appreciate the sound quality from ours. Yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, and once again, thank you to our guest, James Talia. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal.
2: I'm
0: James Talia, Ross McQueen. I continue to be
1: Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening
0: to Box Cutters. <laughs> Catch us again next week. Same <laughs> bad time, same bad
1: channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.